Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy Chris, aka SSG Blackrot, with the crew finishing up part three of our game of the year 2020 discussions. We fought, we've cried, we've uh we've laughed, and uh here we are with the dust settling. James. Yo. Only 10 remain. Yes. Are you are you ready for this what? adventure? So so if, if um if, if you weren't following along or you, you you've missed out on the other episodes, what what's what's left? What's on what's on our top 10? Our top 10 consists of the following. We have Hades, we have Spider-Man Miles Morales, we have the Demon Souls remake on PS5, Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon, uh Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. We have The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Tell Me Why, Final Fantasy VII, The Remake, Last of Us Part Two, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, Streets of Rage, and that should be it. Oh, wait. Wait, Last of Us? Wait, no. Oh, my God. My list is wrong. My list is all <laughs> wrong. We're going to Joel The Last of Us Part Two, and Ghost of Tsushima is going to fade away. Now we're ready. That's our top 10. <laughs> Hades, Spider-Man, Demon Souls, Yakuza, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Tell Me Why, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, and Streets of Rage 4. I'm there still surprised go. that's on there, there but I'll take go. it. So um, if this is your first time listening, this is your, uh, this is your podcast talking about video games and the culture surrounding them. With this, with this episode, we're going to tell you what the best of the best of the best that's come out this year. And the games that didn't make this list, of course, go back and listen to the previous two episodes. Um, these are all great games. So by all means, go play them. Um, but this is this is a list that pretty much represents should I play that as a whole, as a team. This is, you know, this is my list. This, you know, this is James. This is Roz. This is uh, Subject T's. This is everyone's list. That's part. Should I play that? This is what this is what represents us. Yeah. And here we go. We're gonna go ahead and jump into our deliberations to like sort of sort out the top ten. Um, Elena, how you feeling about like where we're at with the top uh, ten? I'm just ready to put Hades at number one. <laughs> <laughs> you can click off now <laughs> that's, that's a check mark that we can we all agree on we could just make Hades number one so who's fighting for number two then exactly it's the fight well, for two through ten we already know what number one is <laughs> alright y'all all right, y'all. Let's, let's work our way up yeah. there's, there's, there's a, a sense of like we have to build the tension you want to start again Yeah. And um, I, I do want to start actually with this if you don't mind yeah. Um, so I feel like out of everything, like I, out of everything on this list currently, tell me why like got in. It, it scraped by. So I feel like I'm happy with a number ten placement for that. Um, it's a fantastic game. Um, it is more don't nod. So like if you're familiar with those games, like you know what you're getting. But I think it was just that experience in general was just so emotionally resonant for me. Um, that I, I do think it's worthy of being here in the company of the top 10. Uh, but at number 10 spot, I, I don't think it looks too bad here. Well, you made that a lot easier than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
do we have anybody opposed or any other suggestions for number 10? Uh, kind of in ghost, but it isn't. <laughs> Our honorable mention, no dishonor in that in that loss. There were a lot of games on this list, and it's yeah. been a crazy year. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm, I feel like that's a good spot. I, I, I can agree. Actually, I would put The Walking Dead at number 10 and tell me why at 9 or 8. Oh, oh. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> relax. <laughs> what do you mean? It's up there. So, so no, I feel okay. like, uh huh. Oh, I was, I'm going to step up the bat for this one, even though I haven't played this. Just given like the information that I've gotten from Chris about Walking Dead, it seems like this is a step forward for VR. Yes. And so I feel like it would be a disservice to drop it at number 10. Not saying that Tell Me Why is not a good game, but like Roddy said, it is more Don't Not. So we've seen something like this in a Life is Strange. However, that that uh, that story you mentioned about the axe getting caught in the head, that always that still sounds very intriguing to me. It's, the, it's crazy. The immersion of this game is crazy. You, so, like... What, I, I just it's it's I always like I like get goosebumps just talk like telling stories from this game because it feels like I've lived it. That's how crazy it is. Here's another crazy thing. I don't even fucking like Walking Dead. Like as a like as a franchise, I could care I could care less about Walking Dead. So it's not even that it's like a, a a Walking Dead game. It's more or less that it's a zombie survival game. Like I going into Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, I for one. Uh, sort of took my time even like, getting into the game because to me, on uh, like just just in the VR space, all I saw was another zombie game. I was like, "Whoop de doo!" I have you know, Arizona Sunshine. I have there's this like list like Drop Dead. There's like game there's games on games on games that are out there for the VR that involve zombies. But the difference with this is just the whole survival immersion aspect. Of having to manage your health, having to manage your stamina, um, and just like just like the attention to detail of uh, like you know going out into the wild, you, you find some food. If you eat that food, it's probably not good food. So you'll like there's like a, 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 a an exchange of like if you eat like rotten food, you're gonna you know lose some health. So um, kind of like or, a, uh, like a snake eater. Exactly. Just like that. Um, if you find a regular bandage, which in this game, if you use a bandage, you literally have to like grab it with one hand and like wrap it around your arm. So imagine doing that in like a gunfight or fighting zombies. Like you have to go through all these actions all at once. And it's something that you you just you haven't really experienced in other games before. Right, like that sounds like something you'd see in another video game, but it's always like a canned animation. Exactly. So, so, to, have, hmm. so, so to be in, in predicaments in like just regular 2D games where like your your back's against the wall, you have uh you know three or four zombies coming up on you. That's an easy, all right, let me take my time, boom, headshot, headshot, headshot. No, in this game, like you actually have to like watch your stamina because if you have no stamina, you really can't do anything. So that comes down to like, you know, holding a gun up to like accurately like aim it and everything. Because I I I feel like playing a shooting game in VR 
really makes you appreciate like how easy it is to just like reload hit square and reload a gun. In this game, you you like if you're using a revolver, especially, you actually like you have to load each uh bullet into the chamber and then flip it back and then start shooting. So I don't know. T- to me, I, I wouldn't I, I just feel like they've done a great job making you feel like you're in the game. I couldn't put that at 10. I I would put this, I if if anything, I would put this compared to what we have on this list, which is it this top 10 is stacked. It's really stacked. Um I I would not not 10. I I I I would rather see tell me why at 10. And then fuck, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It'll have to be number nine or number eight because there's like a million other things I would put above the, uh, this one. We only have ten. Well, yeah, but figuratively. <laughs> so where, all right, so who's, who's fighting? So I know James. I know you're fighting for Shoots of Rage Four. What do you, what like what what are you what are you fighting for? Um, like why? I just think that it it revitalized the beat 'em up genre for me. Not to say that it was a dead genre, but I think that it went a long way in capturing the the magic of the original games. Um, and then just the experience, part of it is emotionally attached to just like the stream that we did. That was a ton of fun. Uh, that was something that I hadn't experienced in a while. And maybe it just came at the right time, but like, there's something special about Streets of Rage 4. Um, the ability to unlock all different variations of those characters throughout the game. So I could play Streets of Rage 1 versions of these characters, or 2 or 3. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I hadn't really thought about it. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I hadn't really thought about it before. But Streets of Rage 4 kind of reminds me of Tony Hawk 1 and 2 in that way. Like, if that mm-hmm. is, it respects its legacy. And it kind of allows it to continue in a way. Yeah, it's basically exactly what it does. Um, because even the bosses in that game are children of the original boss, right? So, like, yeah, it it honors its legacy and it does it a really does it a, a service. It's not groundbreaking as far as combat's concerned and to beat them up, no. But I think what it, it does, it does really well. And um, I would probably put this one added. I could see this in that ten or nine. To be honest with you. I think it just looks so good. Like the like that art style is so unique to me. Like I'm looking at everything else on the list. I I, I could I could see Streets of Rage being a little bit higher than, than Really? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Like I, it, that's a, it's the first thing I noticed when I picked that game up was was how fluid um the the art style was and and how much like that attitude that style sort of just popped out of the screen immediately. Um and it was re- reminiscent of of that that earlier Streets of Rage. Like Streets of Rage Two is near and dear to my heart. Like I I love that game. It's one of my favorite beat 'em ups of, of all time. And uh, to see Streets of Rage Four, you know, seemingly the little bit that I played, you know, seemingly just kind of uh, like you said, revitalized that genre and the franchise as a whole. Like that was it's pretty neat to see. So where would you put it? I could see it being maybe. I could see it being like a six or a seven. Oh, I was gonna put Ori there. I was gonna put Ori at six, five, six, or seven. I could also see Ori somewhere in there. Yeah, I would put Ori in the middle of the list, and then um, 
Walking Dead and Streets of Rage towards the bottom. No offense. Totally taken, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I don't have any dogs in this fight besides Ori and Hades, and yeah. that's about it. So. Yeah. I, I, I would also be okay with putting Walking Dead pretty, like, pretty far in the back, but Chris is also, you know, he's he's brought the passion. I think that's, like, the one thing for him. He's, he's really, like, fought hard, hard for, so, like, you know, if it gets higher, it gets higher. Um, is Walking Dead better than, you know, Tony Hawk, Yakuza, Miles, Final Fantasy? See, and, that's, and that's the thing. Yeah, like, I know it's not going to be high up there. I already expected that. Yeah. Um, I, I like think... I feel like it's a tell-me-why so, situation where it's like, hey, you got it to top 10. You did your due diligence. Yeah. It's, time, it's time to rest. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly how I feel. I Now, the thing is, is it's funny, it's weird that I think I'm so I'm the only one that's played Walking Dead. You're the only one that's played Tell Me Why. Who like who gets nine? Who gets nine? Who gets ten? I I honestly I know it may not be like exciting for the viewer, but like or listener or whatever, but like I'm okay with Tell Me Why being at ten. I thought it was important that we highlight this game. Uh, it's important. It like it's it's an important game. It does a lot of firsts again. You know with with what it depicts. Um, there were several moments where like I was playing through this game and I was like, wow, I've never, I've never been forced to do that. Like I've never like frequently, for example, like I've never played a game like as a, as a male and been forced to like, or have not forced, cause you're not forced to, but like you have the option to have like a, like there's a romance option, um, with, with someone that you meet and, uh, it happens to be like a guy. And it's, it was like a, it's, it was a strange feeling in that, like, frequently you don't like art, like games are just heteronormative, like just by design because straight men are playing them generally. Uh, and so like to have it be so casual, like in a game like this, I thought it just struck me as like, I've never I've never really been presented like, and there was no option of like, Hey, kiss a girl instead. It was just like, no, this is what it is. These two have a connection and like, you could choose to act on that or not. Um, and I just thought that was like an interesting thing, um, for many reasons. And that's just one, again, one of many firsts of, of times I was kind of taken aback of like, wow, I've never like really been afforded the opportunity to even do that. Like in a game really. Um, so I think, I thought it was important. I say all that to say that like, I, I felt I felt like it was it was a good game to to spotlight, and I know it barely scraped by. We had to do a little bit of wheeling and dealing for it, but like it got it, it got in um, as as like a, a top ten contender. So I'm okay with it being at number ten, and you brought the passion for Walking Dead that I think I'm okay with it being at number number nine. All right, so we got we got our nine and ten. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm cool with that. I'm cool with our our nine and ten being um, Walking Dead and uh, Tell Me Why. Now let's all right. So we, we have that was easy. Yeah. So now let's do I guess seven and eight or six, seven and eight. Mm. This is where it gets dicey a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. So can I can I say for the sake of 
just how I am and for the culture. Say it. And it just makes sense with the list yeah, that we yeah. have. Can we put Final Fantasy 7 at 7? Uh. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what I expected from me, I'm not gonna lie. But I'll take it. Um Ooh, wait, seven, hold on. I'm looking. I'll put seven because higher. Over streets? I mean under streets. Yeah, where are streets of rage falling on this? Because I th- I actually think it like six through eight is I'm I'm I think I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with it. One of those for Streets of Rage. Oh yeah, so Streets of Rage, I would put that at a. Mm, it really falls down to like where everyone else sort of wants to put things. I would put. I would put Spider Man at a six. That's too high. <laughs> about to make James come out with some knives. We 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 can put we can put Tommy White back in the box. It is it is locked. We it is it is locked. So. Yeah, locked away. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it is it is, is going to stay in this number ten. Is going to enjoy it. I do think that Miles, by virtue of being something that has existed and has been generally an expansion of what we've seen before, I don't think that it deserves to be over something like a Streets or a Final Fantasy or really anything else on this list to be quite So honest. Streets of Rage is literally a sequel to what we've seen before. It is, but 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 it is... I, I think Streets of Rage is a love letter. It's, it, it's, it's, a, exactly. it's a love letter to the... Yeah, it deserves yeah, more it, than that. It, it, it's exactly what I how I feel about Tony Hawk. Like, you know, like, Miles is a love letter in some ways, like, I think by the costuming and everything. But when I play that game, I'm playing 2018 Spider-Man, which is not a bad thing. Again, so, you know, like I said, these so are know what's funny? Well, here's the thing. What's funny is that so I um, when Miles came out, of course, went straight through that, played that. And now I'm going back through 20, like the remastered uh, Spider-Man. And like Spider-Man just he feels so slow compared to Miles. So it's not even like. It's like oh, like a like a palette swap. Like they they did a really good. I feel like they did a really good job of making Miles feel different enough to like when you play the two games back to back, you'll you'll immediately feel the difference. And yeah. then with the like with um, there are like certain things that I didn't like about a, like the original Spider Man, like having to do like the crime things. Like that was like a mandatory to like sort of like complete an area. Like they got rid of that. Um, I mean, the, the, the crimes are still there. It's just it's not it's not mandatory. Um, but then also certain balances with the like the uh, combat. So I like I like how they sort of shifted uh, like a lot of your um, special abilities and stuff being tied to the venom, but then also being able to get venom really quickly. So like if you if this is one of the games that I feel like it's e- like if you want to show off the PlayStation Five, you pop this in and it's easy to just fucking like just do whatever and make the game look cool like the the the, the game it bleeds what, what was the meme um uh, teenage, exaggerated see yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah look yeah they do a lot of things to make miles different like when he's swinging he swings differently than than peter like he's He's less refined. Like that's all, that's all purposeful to make you to make it under the illusion that like it's a different 
it's a different Spider-Man, which it is. And, and that's cool. I'm not like, you know, critiquing that at all. But I am saying that, like, I, I I don't think that it is that much of a different experience overall than anything else here, or or more exciting than anything else on this list. Like, what what's going what's going above Spider Man? Like, what's what's taking seven and eight? What do you mean? What's going? Oh, what's under it? Above? Yeah, like like like, a, like if Spider Man is if you guys are gonna put Miles at six. What's at seven and eight? Ooh. Um, so that's the thing. I have to fight you for a lot of these. Because when it comes down to. And I'll put Ori at seven. Wait, who is at eight? Streets. Streets of Rage. Mm. So Streets of Rage and then Ori, I'm fine with that. I could live. I could possibly live with that. Wait, or wait, Streets of Rage at eight, Ori yep. at seven. Yes, at seven. Hell no. I would. I would say switch that. I would switch seven. <laughs> I would switch. I would switch Ori with. Like okay, so Ori is is. I feel like the perfection of platforming. Like so, the beauty of Ori. Uh, specifically, Will the Wisp. I need to say Will the Wisp because Blind Force, I don't think, does this as well. Like or, uh, Will the Wisp makes it so the combat is actually sustainable. Uh, because in, in Blind Forest, that was like one of my chief critiques is that like they there's such an emphasis on on the platforming piece that they put these enemies in front of you, and like really the best way is like you don't want to you don't want to conduct com- combat in blind force. You really want to, um, you, you really want to just maneuver around them or use them as obstacles to like help you platform or just avoid them entirely. Will, will the wisp says, fuck that get in their ass. Like that's, that's the uh, philosophy behind will of the wisps. And I think it, it, it tunes that to perfection, not to mention it does something that I think every brilliant Mario game does. Um, it's been the design philosophy that Shigeru Miyamoto himself has, has talked about before, which is, introduce one concept and iterate on that for like the next you know few levels or so and complicate it so where like you are challenging the player almost every single minute like that you're 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 um you know you're interacting with them so for example like you know you teach the player how to jump because the first thing that you put in front of them are like pound blocks and then as soon as you or question marks or whatever and then you hit them so they know oh okay i could press this button to, to do that you teach them how to jump by putting them like, like a few goombas in there then you teach them how to like time the jumps by putting flying goombas things of that nature ori does that it takes that design philosophy and it's like the whole game it's like 10 to 15 hours of of just that and like the escape sequences are not something that I liked in Blind Force. I hated most of them. I did not think they were fun. I just found them frustrating. I fucking hated all of them. Will of the Wisps, they return, but this time I didn't hate them. I fucking loved them for the most part and like didn't have an issue with it because the game properly taught me how to execute each and every single thing that I needed to do in order to be successful. Like that's the kind of challenge in, uh, that I was... I was ready to like take on and, and that I got throughout my time with Ori. Like that, that's why I feel so strongly about it. And when you look at the total package, I'm only talking about the gameplay. When I'm talking about like music, art style, I'm talking about one of the, oh, wait, say what? I said A plus on both. Oh, A plus. The art style is 
absolutely stunning. This game on the Series X, uh, 4K, 120 frames per second if you have the monitor for it. Um, or you super sample it at 6K, 60 frames per second. Looks fucking just mind-boggling. Like, it, it doesn't make sense how good this game looks. So, I, I don't know. This, this, to me, this game, to me, is the total package. This is absolutely what Blind Force should have been to me. And I think this is a hell of a platformer. And I think, gameplay-wise, one of the most elite experiences I think I've had on this list. I agree with that. I think it deserves to be higher. I'd yeah. be higher. Yeah. All right, so what, what, what deserves to be at eight, then? <clears throat> Miles. Um, I say Miles, but if you don't want to do Miles, I will be okay with seven. Final Fantasy seven being on, on eight. I'd be okay at with eight? that. Mm, nah, I'm not okay with that. Okay, you want to be right. higher? Streets of Rage. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, my bad. Yeah, Streets of Rage at eight. Okay, Final Fantasy seven at seven, I could do that. You want it higher? You want it higher than that? Team, let me see. Tell me why. Streets of Rage. Hmm. It's Tell Me Why, Walking Dead, Streets of Rage. That's the three that we have so far. Lockdown. I, I, I agree. I could, I could go with that. I could live with that. Let me get some cuts going on. Hold on. Tell me why. Streets of Rage. Yeah. Okay. I can agree with that as well. Okay. So seven. I guess we're looking at what six and seven right now. Yeah. Yes. I think Miles is good at seven. Personally, I can. Games, I can, how, do you feel I can about, how do you feel about this? Since you're really gunning for Miles right now. Uh. Let me see. That leaves Hades, demons, Yakuza, Tony, and. Hmm. Wait, am I missing somebody? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think that's everything. We haven't locked in Ori anywhere yet. Oh, that's what I have messed up. I have Ori at um ten, nine, eight. We need to move that up. Um If you don't feel like Miles should be seven, what do you think should be seven instead? I'm trying to make sure I get my order right. I think seven. You know what? I guess that's fair. That's fair. I can put Miles at seven. That's seven. Okay. Because I like Final Fantasy at six. Um, my only issue, and this is because I haven't played it yet, is Yakuza. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying you to talk about you guys are trying to put that one. Yeah. Y- yeah. Let's talk about Yakuza uh, and its placement. Um, cause honestly, I'll be super transparent. I have no idea where this is going yet. Um, or we could put Yakuza seven at seven and then miles at six. <laughs> Why would you do this? <laughs> See, I wouldn't have an issue with that, but I don't have the experience that you and Chris have. See, Subject is but, just trying to stir the pot. Well, because I said Final Fantasy 7 at 7, and so it just made me think of Yakuza 7 at 7. I would be okay with I would be okay with Final Fantasy 7 at 7, but I, Chris made it seem like he wanted it higher, so... I wanted it higher, too. Or right, Final Fantasy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to top five. Six, six or five. Okay. I, all right. 
I'm going to soft lock this, I think. I'm going to soft lock it because I'm not sure like how I feel about this. I may, I may, I reserve the right to, to change my opinion about this, but I would be okay with uh, maybe sticking demons at six. I'm cool with that. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. And the reason for that is because um, I think it looks so fucking good. Like, I think it's, to, it's not like at the bottom of the 10, like it's right in the middle is fine. It's, excuse me, it's a remake, but, but it it's bringing, I think um, it's bringing new things to the fold. I mean, they literally re- remade the game. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, again, I don't love the fragmented worlds, but that's just a part of the structure. I, I understand the intent, um, but man, that gameplay is just so good. It, it's, it's so yeah, it sounds more accessible all the way around. Kind of, kind of, yeah. In a way, in in a way, I think it is. Um, so I, I feel okay with it for now. Like while we're debating the rest of this. Um. So what do we else we got here? Okay, I I think I think it's time we put the uh, Final Fantasy down at five. Hmm. You want it higher? You want it at four? Mm, mm. I, put, I put it over Tony Hawk. Oh, no. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew this day was coming. No, you are crazy. I, I, put, I put it I over Tony Hawk. I don't know, man. Can the Birdman beat a one-winged angel? Yeah, dude, single-handedly, man. Dude, I can't See, wait. So okay, no, like, like all props, all props to Tony Hawk because we talked about this. Tony Hawk Pro Skater, like this could have easily have been a fail. Trash. It could have been a bail. Ooh, but um, well played. It, but it wasn't. They actually, you know, put effort. They, uh, like we said before, is a love letter to you know the fans. But at the same time, it it is not like what Final Fantasy VII is doing with like taking what we know sprinkling in some new stuff and mm-hmm. now becoming its own separate thing so like these next parts of final fantasy 7 they're gonna to me i feel like they could do something completely different it doesn't have to follow the mold which i'm really excited, excited about. about right it it did it did that job really well it made you excited for the franchise and where it was going yeah like as someone that's not even like who wasn't even big on to the hype of seven I'm curious. I want to see more. I'm not convinced that they will actually deviate that much. I want them to, but I don't trust them to do that. Like I feel they're, like they're going to they they're up. brought back some characters. Like you know, once again, not trying to like spoil yeah. too much. What but was that's that about? Huge. Yeah, that's I mean, well, huge. we might as well. I mean, we're kind of in spoiler territory. I feel like we probably should talk about these games now, like in that capacity. Like we shouldn't hold back anymore. So we're doing spoilers for the Final Fantasy VII series. Yeah, yeah we're franchise fully spoil this thing. Go ahead. So, so bring back Zach. Like completely changing the game. Yeah, what does that even mean now? Seems like a very Nomura thing to do, especially with how he's handled like the Kingdom Hearts series. Like, I feel like he's just gonna have fun with Final Fantasy VII. That's the part that scares me. <laughs> oh, you should be scared. Me. Absolutely. Like that's kind of why like I I don't trust them to completely go off the beaten path and do their own thing. I think they're going to take I, I think they're going to give us what we've already seen 
for sure. They might alternate, like alter some things, but which I mean, I think the most notable thing is is you know, Eris or Aerith. Uh, you know, you only should really die. Um, I think that is a fit. I think that truly is the only thing that is fifty fifty. Like I, I'm so. Fairly, oh, go ahead. I feel like she, I feel like she won't die where we expect her to die, but because of that happening someone else will die and she'll be like well to correct the timeline i'm gonna have to sacrifice myself oh, or like okay, some Barry. sort of thing where it's like you can't change fate completely <laughs> where eventually she will die but like i feel like she won't die where, where we're expecting her to die she's gonna get snatched in the kingdom hearts 4 it's gonna be great <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you, also, you also gotta like i think you also gotta remember like I, even though i never like played all the way through seven i did hear stories about like how there's like files in the game where like she wasn't supposed to die there or something like that. Or like there was like a thing where you could bring her back or something crazy. So I mean, Phoenix towns do exist. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think for everything else that we would have on this list, like I would personally put demons over this, but I mean, I'm probably outnumbered on that. And that's fine. Like I could do like a place or two away. I think for me, this game was overall really, really good. Um, and I liked it a lot. I think I, I guess I'm redundant to say about everything on the list. Everything I've played here has been great, uh, but I would like to see, I would like to see more expansion on like the exploration aspects because I felt like this was kind of, at the at the end of the day, largely like a, a corridor RPG, similar to like Final Fantasy Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of disappointing to see, and I really wish it had had a little bit more. See, now we're getting into the part of the of the deliberation where, like, you know, you you're sort of like digging into games that you liked a lot. Um, which I mean, that's just the nature of it. But like, again, really like the game a lot, but. But that's something that kind of ate at me and why I kind of I hesitate to put it too, too high up because there were certain things like that that got me sort of like, mm. like I would enjoy this so much more if it was like more of a traditional Final Fantasy in that sense. I, I did feel like I was being funneled through like hallways and tunnels more often than not, especially that dreaded subway act, whatever chapter that's that exactly, was. That's immediately where my mind went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, but again, you know, the combat again, got me through the character, the interpersonal relationship between all the characters was great. Seeing the, uh, Tifa and Aerith interact was great. Um, they handled Cloud in a really good way too. They didn't make him like, so Cloud is like an emo jerk off basically. Like he's a, he's an ass, like he's, he's a giant ass and they don't like shy away from showing that. And I appreciate that they made him into like you know, they made him have some, some development. They acknowledged that, Hey, this guy is like kind of a dick. Like he's not cool. He's because a lot of people think that, you know, he, they have the interpretation of uh, the kingdom hearts version of cloud where he's like, Oh yeah, I don't care about anything, bro. Yeah. I'm just fucking cool. Like, like that's just like, like that's cloud, but it's not cloud. It's not actually cloud. That's just like how fucking Nomura <laughs> just conceptualized him in kingdom hearts. But like in reality, like he's got a lot of, um, he's got a lot of issues and like his standoffish nature is actually just him being a straight up dick. 
um, and ha- watching him being called on it. In fact, like one of the NPCs goes <laughs> goes out of his way to like say, "Dude, you're like a giant dick," uh, <laughs> which is great. Um, so yeah, I love that. I would just like to see a different localization for Barrett, man. I know I'm alone on that, but like I can't fucking stand it. You can't get like, rid of Mr. T, bro. I fuck, dude. Fuck that. Fuck that. Like that makes me so upset. Like I hate that they could not have updated him. Like he didn't even have to he didn't even have to talk like this. Like I'm not trying to like change his personality totally, but like at the same time he didn't have to be all that. Like just come on, it's 2020. If you're gonna remake a game like with a black person, one of the few black people that you have in this universe, like you didn't have to do it like Barrett. You did not have to do it like Barrett. Anyway. Sorry. That was a whole rant over a lot of things. <laughs> this is what we're here for. It is. So would it be fair to say Final Fantasy seven at five? An Ori at four. An Ori at four. So I'm okay. Three? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Okay. Fine. I'm with it. So that leaves us. Oh, so that leaves us with that top. Well, top two because it was already spoiled, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but let's let's start at three. Do we think Tony Hawk deserves to be over Yakuza 7? Hmm. I think we're... See, I don't know. See, I feel weird about this now only because, again, about how far we've gotten in Yakuza. No, it's just no, no, no. Just like the way that Yakuza Seven just snuck up in there. I swear to God, I did not do that on purpose. I really did not do it. Like honestly, I think this is like Chris said. I think this is a stacked ass top ten. And I kind of like I'm looking right now. Um, but I know. Yeah, go ahead. Going back, going back to like what we've said. Like this list, like encapsulates like us as a show. Um, I feel like we've been talking, we've been selling, we've been Yakuza. secretly like selling Yakuza for a minute. Yakuza now. and Game Pass, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why is Game Pass not on here? Why yeah. is Game Pass not in here? <laughs> We're gonna add that in real quick. <laughs> I'm cool with Yakuza being that too. All right, Ichiban, you did it. Congratulations. Man, Tony Hawk, though. Tony Hawk was like, Tony Hawk came out of nowhere. When I say, okay, this was a dead franchise. Yakuza wasn't dead. Well, it was, like, before Zero came out. Like, it was a dead in the West. But, like, mm-hmm. but, but I mean, like, Yakuza was, is experiencing, like, a resurgence. Like, it's experiencing a moment right now, which, you know, when we look back, Maybe when we do like generation shit, maybe we'll talk about this too. But like, <gasps> oh this my was god, a, I forgot about that. I'll be so excited this, to do that. This, this this is like a very unlikely series. I would say maybe like maybe the most unlikely series of the gen to me. Like of of one that just can't kind of came from the dead and just resurrected itself. Um, but with with zero and six and judgment, which don't don't sleep on judgment. Judgment is fucking great. 
which James, I, I think. On yeah, you, you played Judgment, James, right? Yes, I did. I did. Good game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Judgment is, is so good. But, but, you know, that is also in the same vein as these. And, like, it, it sold pretty well. So, like, you know, I, I, I don't know. Tony Hawk just fucking. Who, who at the beginning of 2020 could have said, like, Tony Hawk is back? I would have fucking slapped that person. Like, there is no way I would have believed Tony Hawk was, would be back. Mm-hmm. In, in the capacity that that he is back like i remember i i was skating through like Hat. like some of these uh levels and just the the detail like the warehouse i think from tony hawk 2 is just lovingly decked out in like neversoft gear right like posters and like memorabilia and things like that. And it shows you like all the posters of all the games. I think Tony Hawk five is missing, <laughs> which is funny, but um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. Like, I think I'm okay with it at three, but like, I just feel like we need to acknowledge that, like how unlikely that Tony Hawk is right now. Oh yeah, most definitely. Nobody saw this coming. Yeah. They phantom thieves this. It was it was fantastic. <laughs> but like Yeah, I mean it, it's it's just the testament to the strength of the franchise. There is a reason that it rings so like true to us now, all these years later. And the fact that it was able to pull off like you were saying, it made your nostalgia feasible. Yes. Like yes. it looks the way you imagined it. Yes. <laughs> Like going back and looking at original Tony Hawk now on PlayStation or in N sixty four, it's like Jesus Christ, what were we what what were we thinking? Yes. This is what we were thinking. Yes. Like I, I was so just purely happy playing this game. Like just unadulterated joy. Like just going through this thing. Cause I have so many great memories of that. And I love what you said about like, you know, um it's it makes your nostalgia uh, what did you say, like valid or or um like you could see it 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 makes sense it's visual it's it's feasible yes it's feasible and yes your nostalgia is feasible and it does not it it does not take your nostalgia for granted either it doesn't like do anything malicious with it 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 says hey look we understand that you love tony hawk we love tony hawk this is one of the few games and i think i said this on an earlier episode but this is one of the few episodes that, like, it feels like they, like they loved it, like wholeheartedly. It, you just you feel the passion come out of this project, um, and I just I can't say that for like a lot of other of other games, you know, just whether they're remakes or not. Like, you know, I think I think Streets of Rage gives me some of that, but like Tony Hawk particularly is is just on another level in terms of like it, it just emanates love. Um, even down to the music, they, they get the music back. Most of the music. Yeah. yeah I was going to shout, shout that out to you. Like the music to, to be able to get the music back. was actually pretty big. Yeah. And then add new tracks that fit in just as well as it did 15 years ago. Like get the mm-hmm. fuck out of here. Like that's crazy. But that's been, that's the MO of that entire game. Yes. From the skaters to the levels to the music, I'm sure even the brands that they work with on the boards and the and the gear, like it's all there. It's all there. It's all it, there. Yeah. Like 
even the, the tricks, they, they, they even like went through and said, okay, here are the tricks that we want to like the revert, the manual, the things that were not in one and two, like we're mm-hmm. going to put them in this game to make you like actually attack these levels differently. So, okay. So you're getting the levels that you got before. So technically they're things you've seen, but you can approach them in completely different ways and make, create new lines entirely that you weren't able to do before with those tricks. And if you want to do only do one and two versions, then they have you the have options that. to that. Yes. Yeah. Precisely. So that's, that's, I just, we, I just needed to get that. Out. I just needed to make sure that I just professed like my love for this game. Like this, this game is fucking amazing. Like, I don't even know if I have the right adjective for it, but it is, it is truly a work of, of, uh, of beauty. Like I, I love this thing. Um, does anybody want to like say anything else before I move on here to Yakuza real quick? I don't want to dominate the time. This is oh, your spot no. to shine, though. Yeah. Fly okay. high, Birdman. <laughs> yeah. So, like, all that being said about Tony Hawk, I definitely wanted to give uh, Yakuza its its uh, its due. Like, I really love this game a lot. Uh, I I I think I liked it the more I played it. So, like, I mean, I, I started it and already liked it, but but I grew to enjoy even more of it as as you know. I was progressing and hearing Chris's thoughts was, was really great because I, we hadn't talked about it previously and to, to hear him enjoy it just kind of speaks to the universal nature of that franchise. And this one in particular is absolutely one that I would recommend to anyone who has never played a Yakuza game before. I am at the very end. I put, I think, uh, 60 to 70 hours in this. Um, and that's with like doing a bunch of side stuff. And, um, I just want to also say that I love Ichiban. Like Chris, I, I want to hear your thoughts as well on this. But like, he, from going from Kiryu, who's like the stoic, cool dude, to like Ichiban is like a uh, is Whiplash essentially. But Ichiban it like breaks my heart in a way because he's so like he's so shit on. Like he's his life sucks. Like. Like in terms of like how, where he's come from and like people just continually looking down upon him. Like a lot of the narrative is him being able to crawl from like nothing to become the hero of his own story at like 42 years old. Like there's something to that that's like heartbreaking, but also for him really to stay, stay positive. Like he like the, for him to stay positive that whole time and like not yeah. break character like that's that's the that's the stuff that you want to see in the main character yes so like his 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 strength his resilience his his uh ability to like influence others like you know he 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 has like a lot of like a lot of redeeming qualities as like a leader and like and that's that's what makes it fun playing as him is because yes he he's still able to like kick back have some fun and like be him he doesn't have to be a hard ass all Exactly. He doesn't have to be a hard ass. And I, I can't, I, I frequently find myself like, I guess, baffled that like the RGG, the studio, they were able to, to really create a brand new character. Like he is really not like Kiryu at all. Like he is the stark contrast to Kiryu. Um, and he's, he's not like traditionally cool, but he is kind of cool. Like I wish I could kind of be like Ichiban in some ways, like in terms of just how he deals with his life and what you just said of being like, you know, confident in himself. He doesn't give a shit what other people say about him. Like he's, he's just trying to level up as he says, like, I love when he likens his life to like 
to Dragon Quest and wanting to just level up and like defeat as many slimes as possible to like, you know, do do the best that he can. Like that's just there's something so endearing about him and that character that just kind of keeps me going. It makes him such a such a like an attractive protagonist to follow because I would love to keep following him on his adventures. I don't know how this game ends yet, but I imagine they'll leave it open for him to return. Um, but, and if he does, like I'm, I'm there day one. I wasn't sure at first. I was like, dude, who the fuck is this? Like, this is not my Kiryu. Like I need Kiryu. But, but like now I'm, I'm so just enraptured in like his story. Like I'm, I'm enthralled and, and, and curious to know like, where he goes from here. So yeah, definitely and, one of the best protagonists. Mm-hmm. I was like, and it's hard for a series to like swap a main character like that because you know once again yeah. this is you know this is a, a number. This isn't like a spinoff game. This is like a numbered game. Like this is part of like the mainline series. Yeah, and to change um, main characters like that to like for him to be like as lovable as he is. Like that's the that's the thing that gets me. It's like you know, like I love I love playing as this guy. I want to see I want to see where he takes the story next. Yes, yes. I think you. Um, I mentioned this on an episode, Chris, uh, that that you missed, but I, I said that Ichiban had big shonen energy. Yes. Um, and yeah. and it was it's. I feel like that is the perfect way to describe him. Like it, it's it's Ichiban just all over, and he he and all his crewmates. Like I love his his team. That, and that's one of the things that I don't think I've mentioned yet that's so different about this game is that you get your party members like mm-hmm. together. In the other Yakuza games and even Judgment, you're alone for like 80% of those games, but your party's with you all the time. Like they're with you on the streets. They're not with you in like the sub stories, like the side quests, but like they're with you running around on the streets. You pass by certain establishments like restaurants or whatever, and like they'll randomly talk to you about something and it'll always be funny. Like the localization team does not get enough credit. Like those those people have fucking killed this franchise, like in a good way. Like they've 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 just knocked it out of the park um, and made everything so funny. And it's just it's just brilliant. Like I love it. Like Nanba, Adachi, um, like it's Psycho, like all, all of them are lovable, as you said, Chris. Like, and I, I, I would, I want to follow them, like for have however many games they choose to make. Yeah, so like I'm, 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 like I'm happy with where uh, where it sits, and I also think it, it just it makes sense that we 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 talk we we talk about the series a lot, so <laughs> it, it only makes sense for it to be up there. That's true. That's true. And this was the year, if anything, where it there was a good chance it may not have. Because if it came out and was t- terrible, <laughs> then I wouldn't have mentioned it. And, and you know, with it being turn based now, they could have so easily fucked that up. But mm-hmm. they managed to translate it in a way that makes sense uh, for the franchise. You know, after playing seven games of the same action beat 'em up, it's nice to get something completely new um, and have it actually be good. So. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about our number one. Yes. Let's talk about Hades. Damn. So, (sighs) you know, let's subject. We we haven't heard from you in a minute. How do you, what do you feel about Hades? Um, like I said, whenever we're debating it, uh, I haven't beaten the game. I'm probably like 
a few hours in, and I haven't touched it since just because I've been playing other games. But I would, I need to get over my own nitpickiness of the isometric viewpoint because that's the only thing that is making me not want to play it because I don't like, I don't like that viewpoint. I like either top down or um, side scrolling. So I have to get over it, over my nitpickiness to be able to play more of it. But from what I did play, I really did enjoy it. I like the characters. I like their designs. I liked how everything is fully voiced and I love the art style. I haven't heard too much of the music yet because I'm assuming music will change once you get further into the game and you hear more uh, like boss themes and stuff like that. But from what I played so far, it's really good. Yeah, um, I I'm for I for one like I don't really play roguelikes. I don't really like games that like you know they, they you know they say oh you're gonna die a lot like you know get good like those type of games. I typically like I don't have time for that. Like f- fuck you for being so difficult. But this this game is different. This game like it. I I think my first run like I, I think I was playing through it and um. I don't know if like we I, I we're in a chat, but I think I was messaging you, Rod, and I was like, "Yo, like I made it this far on my first run, and I'm still going." And you're like, "Wait, you're still playing on your first run?" Yeah. So like the game, the, the the game like has like a really good job of like you know, um, like if you once you figure out like how the mechanics work and how things like just how the game works, it sort of like unlocks a part of your brain where like. Now that you know the patterns, you can sort of like start focusing on different other like other things, and you know as, essentially like I should be able to take that into like other games like Demon Souls, and I should be able to play those games too. But this game like it has like it's it, there's a style to it. Like yeah. the the art style is amazing. Um, like the story itself, like we were saying before, you're not you're, you're not going to see like repeated like you know dialogue trees like every time you talk to a character they're probably gonna say something different they're gonna acknowledge something that you did during your run and i feel like it's a continuous story yes like yes yeah there's not a lot that i could really talk down on about this game because i feel like everything like if i fuck up in the game i know it's me i know it's like man maybe i should have dodged maybe i shouldn't have been so aggressive maybe i should have been more defensive or like it, it really depends on like what's happening on your run um hearing people talk about different combos like uh especially like on facebook seeing people talk about it like oh yeah i did this that and a third i'm like you could do this that and a third it's you know the game this is the type of the game that the more you play it the more it's going to show you like with what it's capable of and like what you're capable of so yeah. i yeah, like i'm this this was a game that like immediately and like i remember i played it like late at night too for the first time and i like looked at the time and was like shit it's 3 a.m i have to be at work in a couple hours <laughs> i i have to stop mm-hmm. and that that's how you know you're in for a good ride yeah absolutely you made a good point about like the conversation that it gets from other people as well like i've, I've introduced this game to a number of people at this point and every single person has come back and said wow i really like this game let me tell you about my run and we get into like an hour-long conversation about mm-hmm. about their run and it's really beautiful like you know that that the game can foster this single player game can foster that kind of like you know story 
um, you know, it's just like, it reminds me of when people played like Skyrim or like Fallout or something and, you know, exchange stories about how like the latest misadventure that they had in the world. Like that's kind of like the sort of discourse that I was having with people as well. Um, yeah, I, I think this game is, again, nearly flawless. Like it is beautiful from top to bottom. The music, uh, subject has brought up the music. Um, it, it is really stellar like especially when you get to that end fight like it is just Mm -hmm. you know it's some serious shit and man the joy the pure joy at having finally completed a run is just like unlike anything else it was really amazing um and and chris you've talked you said this a few times at this point but i do i do want to also highlight like the the fact that you do not encounter repeat dialogue like i have probably over 40 hours and like 30 runs or maybe a little bit more and like i don't think one person has said it's something like more than once other than like the canned hades responses when you like open a chest or something like right like the actual interactions you have or conversations that you have with hades or anyone in the game is always new and they hide every death with new dialogue like every single time you respawn you get a piece of the story which is part of the incentive it's that that it's that uh, that that drug that your brain gets you're like oh okay well I, I died but it's not that big of a deal because at least when i come back i get to hear like you know i get to interact with you know megara or hades or you know uh, achilles or someone and like i get to hear more about what they've they have to to offer and then they can have conversations back and forth between each other. For example, you can go talk to Orpheus, the court musician, and he'll tell you about um, Eurydice out in um, the uh, Asphodel. And then if you go talk to Eurydice, she kind of will tell you more about Orpheus. And then like, you can go back and forth and essentially be like the middleman between them. And even uh, Zagreus at some point goes like, kind of want to be the messenger here, but like, there's like almost a mini side quest involved in that. So like that you understand more about these characters by taking part in, in their relationship, like in, in terms of what, what has driven them apart. And it's just shit like that makes it so, okay. So next time I go to Asphodel, I'm definitely going to hit up the, the Eurydice room so I can get more of that, that story beat. Like that's, that's the thing. You're always being rewarded with something in Hades. That's the trick that they've given you. That's yeah, a really this, good point. I didn't think about it like that, but you're you're spot on. Um, the, the it feeds into itself, and that's what makes this game so wonderful to just kind of dive into. Like everybody said, it's a combination of so much. Um, the stellar writing, the stellar music, the gameplay in itself. Um, going back to your issue with the game, Moana, I just think that the isometric camera benefits it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it allows the game to function in a different dimension while still remaining 2d um and when you do stuff like that it really opens up the, the combat trials it, it it gives you the ability to be a bit more light on your feet or adapt more on the fly because i think about trying to do something like bone hydra in a side scroll wouldn't work so well or the arena fight with the minotaur wouldn't it wouldn't play out the same way. So I, I just think that they made all the right choices here. Yeah. Yeah. I realized that there would be lost detail if they did do that, mm-hmm. but 
it's just the way like i have thousands of hours in um binding of isaac which is top down Mm -hmm. and uh i have at least a couple hundred hours in uh dead cells which is uh your side scrolling stuff so it's just me getting trying to get over that because it took me a while to even get used to like dead cells with its side scrolling so it's just me trying to get over myself you you owe it to yourself i really think that once you get past that that wall you're in for a real treat um and then i guess the other reason why it deserves number one is from the studio perspective of being a great studio there is no crunch there's forced vacations there is no toxic environment as we well yes we understand anyway as far as we know yeah Small team appears to be very tight knit. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's it's founded by um ex a few ex game journalists like Greg Kasavin used to be I think a GameSpot writer. Uh, he's the studio head, and huh. uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, they they started I think with like seven or eight people, and they're only like at barely twenty. So they have stayed very small, um, and, and I think that's part of what makes their game so good. You know, and like they keep they, the same people. That's the that's the big part. Is that like exactly. the people that are there, like they stay there. So like a lot exactly. of times when you're talking, when you're talking about like these big, you know, uh, developers like Bungie or um, Ubisoft. Ubisoft, like it's it's a lot of times like it's just the name of the studio. Like a lot of these like people that work on the games, like they they're all over the place. Like yeah, they they're I'm not gonna say there's no loyalty to studios to those big studios, but for the most part, like the way that these studios sort of function it's hard to really like stay at a studio for that long. Like even at Naughty Dog of, and CD yeah. Project being the new ones being under heat. Mm-hmm. So, so to see that, like a lot of like these voice actors, a lot of like these yeah. uh, um, artists, like a lot of these people, yeah. like they, yeah. they, they've been here and they, they like, this is, you know, it's, it's good. Like it's good seeing like, you know, when you see, uh, um, you know, the, the name, like you, you know who's like who's working on it. It's not exactly. like oh, I, wonder, I, I wonder who who worked on this project. It's like no, like th- these are the same people. Yeah, you got you know Greg Kasavin, Gen Z. Um, you got um, uh, Ashley Barrett, Darren Korb, uh, Logan Cunningham. Like they're all these names. They're they're from game to game to game to game. Still have my oh. Darren Korb signed a uh, Bastion CD by the way, physical baby. So so fucking good. But yeah, so, like, yeah, he signed it. He signed it. How'd you find that? Okay, never mind. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we can talk after. We can talk after. But but um, it was it's awesome, man. Like I, I love it. Chris made a good, you know great point. Like they're they are always carrying over. Like you can always recognize Gen Z's art because like you know it's it's she has a specific style and it worked for every single game that that they do. Like it's amazing. So yeah, I love it. And so. Um. Anybody have any any final thoughts on this list? Uh, we have our top ten. This is this is a this has been a long year, and I feel like I'm happy with uh where this list has gone. Um. Of course, you know, like we said, like this is like a a uh, uh something that we all agree on. Um. Of course, each of us have like a different top ten, which you know, hopefully we'll we'll do some more extra content and we'll we'll post that. But you know, as a collective, um, this is our top ten. Yeah, 
I think I feel pretty decent about this. Like, I think it does represent our general tastes. Like, it's a kind of running the spectrum across like a lot of different genres here. Um, there's not a lot of like repeats, you know. Um, and I think these are the things that meant a lot to us personally as well. So I think I think that's really good. All right. So um, after <laughs> after a long long recording, we're finally done. Um, once again, I want to shout out you know uh, James Rod uh, Lena, like all of you guys. I appreciate you guys. I uh, it's 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 been it's been a uh, you know it's been fun. Um, I'm glad to be back. You know, it's, <laughs> I've been gone for a little bit, but you guys have held down the fort, and I really appreciate that. Um, so you know, just just think about where we were a year ago. Um, you know, we made some huge strides, and I'm I'm hoping like in, in this next year, 2021, we'll do the same. Absolutely. Yep. So. Uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for our game of the year 2020. We appreciate you tuning in, listening, watching. Uh, make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms. Uh, like, share, subscribe, and uh, we will catch y'all next time. Peace. Bye.